Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Comes close. Power. Paterka scores! J.J. Paterka on the power play has tied the game at one. Good play by Thompson. He's going to have a partial breakaway. Thompson takes the shot. Scores! Saved it first, but Thompson stuck with it. And TNT has put Toronto down by one. Ryan Thompson quickly up for Skinner. Skinner down the left side. Wides and fire scores! Jeff Skinner! Blasts that one by Wall. And how about Johnson with the pass? And now Paterka has it in front. What a save by Wall. Rebound, they score! Greenway jumps on the loose puck. And the Sabres are back on top, leading it 4-3. to three. Up top, Dahlin, one-timer, scores! Did that hit Alex, Alex Tuck in Tuck. front? Yep. Alex Tuck on the deflection, and the Sabres continue to have answers here in Toronto, lead it 5-4. to four. Up top to Klingberg. Here comes the shot, that's blocked. Sabres try to fight it out, Alex Tuck gets in the center, fighting for the puck, Alex Tuck's got an empty net, scores! Tonight it's into Carolina for Buffalo, and they are hopeful that they can do something they haven't done since 2016, Marty Baron, and that is take away two points from the venue that may be the toughest place to win in in the NHL. You think I might be full of it when I trot out that sentence, but you know I'm typically statistically based in my opinions <laughs> and you need to know this that since the return of the game following covid the hurricanes are humming along at a 761 points percentage yeah. on home ice in the four years unreal needless Not to say they're number one they're they're number one. Why? Because the way the team has been playing the last few years here, Carolina, their depth at forward, uh, their their group of defense, the the way their system and all that. Now 
the one thing this year that they're not getting is the thing that used to be their strength is their goaltending. They had uh, Freddie uh, uh, and well, they are at home. They're second best in the league. Okay, well, yeah, at home. I'm just gonna go into that's the where the game thing. is. That yeah, was the, the point of my setup. Thank Why you. are they not? As uh, Harry Neal would say, my biggest challenge as a as a coach is trying to find a place to play. We're no good at home. We're no good on the road. Trying to find a place to play. So, um, but Carolina has been good at home, and their dominance comes from me. The fact that they can match up lines at home, they can use their fourth line to neutralize other teams' first line if they want to. Martin Nook, Stall, and Fast, like that's their fourth line. You can put them out there against Thompson line and say, we're good with it if you're Carolina, right? So that's where, for me, the biggest advantage on a team like Carolina has been is you can separate Sebastian Aho, you can separate Andrei Svechnikov, you can separate uh, Taravainen from the matchups because you're home. You have that advantage and Rod Brindamore does it better than most because he's been that guy. He's been that player that was told, hey, you're going to have the matchup today. He knows how to handle them and they've been good at home because of that. Well, that in itself, your statement about the stall line, and you can dive into numbers on many a nights. It becomes their dominant line from a possession standpoint. Um, it's made even more relevant slash fascinating, depending on your perspective, based on how the Sabres appear to be constructed going into tonight and yesterday's practice, where you have a little bit of an unknown now in the depth of your lineup, right? You've got Krebs with Olofsson and Rusek. And this is a trio that has spent, obviously, very little, if any, time together because uh, you look at the fact that Rusek has only played the one game so far as there was so much jockeying with the lineup last week and the fact that, you know, Byro was here, now he's on injured reserve. But Krebs has yet to find his footing offensively this year and the same can be said for Olafson, who has just the one assist and that was a secondary assist on the power play in the win over Toronto on Saturday so effectively I think if you're looking at this objectively the Jost line with Gergensen's and Opozo is probably your third line tonight and you have Olafson with Krebs and Rusek as the fourth line so how will the minutes be divvied up here by Don Granado? And, you know, you're, you're clearly in a kind of a nice window of time right now where you're not facing back to backs. You didn't play since Saturday. You are moving forward. You have back to backs on, on Friday, Saturday this week, but you're not in that, you know, that tough back to back window right now. So. You know, does he utilize the four lines? Does he go heavy on the three lines? The one thing that that did in a, you know, kind of pleasant, I, I, you can't even say surprising manner. It was only surprising because a week earlier, our discussion was not about <laughs> Thompson with Skinner and Tuck. But the beauty of the win over Toronto, Marty, was that that line did get back together. They did yes. produce four of the six goals. So there's familiarity, there's comfort, there's stability there, which you need in a matchup where you're going into a venue that's so hard to win. You've also maintained the consistency despite some roster manipulations with middle stats game and with Paterka's game. And obviously yes. Jordan Greenway had a huge impact in the win on Saturday against Toronto. So I'm really curious now, based on what you said with the stall line and 
We can go through all of Carolina's stuff a little later and or obviously we will tonight during our pregame coverage. Um, they have great depth. And I'm just most curious now how Granado uses the bottom six tonight to try to slow down the Hurricanes. So the way that I see the bottom six shaping up, to be honest with you, as I see Zemgus Gergensen, Scalaposo, and Tyson Joes possibly being more used than normally you would think uh, a fourth line. And I don't even know that I can say it's a fourth line right now because like, when you consider the confidence level that Don Granato has always had for especially Zemgus and Kyle and where he's not so much when you consider Peyton Krebs Victor Olofsson and Lucas Rusek just yet. Maybe they go out there and they earn even more ice time tonight and they are responsible all over the ice and they're really uh, giving Don Granado a reason to put him out there again and again and again. But I think when I look past the Thompson line and the middle stat line, I'm saying who else needs to have an impact and or who else can have an impact in the game? And I look at Zemgus, Tyson, and Kyle. That that's how I look at this. And and look, that's probably why. If you look at all the games in the NHL tonight, the Buffalo Sabers are the biggest underdog of all the games going into Don't, tonight. It, it's almost like they heard my opening statement about how good Carolina is at home. Yeah, there's ten games tonight. They are the biggest underdog in all of it when you look at the odd makers. So, like. The they haven't reason, won there since 2016. Well, I don't know that the they underdog. take that. I don't. I don't know that they take history you know, into matter. The NFL bases everything on 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 history and the the stuff that that leads up to. I'm not a, ba- a gambling expert, but you know that I respect historical developments that lead us to the place and time that we're at tonight. So, no, I get that. I the get Flyers it. are in San Jose tonight. San Jose lost 10-1 and 10-2 or whatever, and San Jose still not as big as an underdog as the Sabres are. Um, just because I think the way that Carolina roster is shaped up, though, since especially since well, uh, Svechnikov has come back, that the has betters, changed. The, the betters know that's uh, – sorry, the odds makers know yes. – that San Jose has to play Edmonton after this. They know that Edmonton is going to put up 10 after yet another debacle last night. Against, yeah. And it's not even a debacle because that's unfair to Vancouver, who are very, 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 good. very good right now. Um, but yeah, like, don't think for a second that the Sharks aren't going to get killed by Edmonton out of necessity for the Oilers. So therefore, their only hope <laughs> to get in the win column in the foreseeable future is to get the game against Philadelphia tonight. So that's my rationale, my very passionate rationale well, for the Sharks. It uh, is a big, good rationale. How, it's like you got to pick how, them to win a game, and you're like, how, they're going to win. How big of an underdog are they tonight? They are plus 158, okay, when the Sabres are plus 178. That is mm. the, the 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 two biggest underdog for tonight's game. A lot of the games are pretty tight when you look at the odd makers, but um, I actually, yeah, even the Avalanche hosting the Devils, where the Devils are without Jack Hughes, um, the Devils are plus 149. They don't even have their best player, and they're going in Colorado, a team that has had a, been, a couple of They've been kind backs. of stinky lately. Yeah, so. they, but, but again, if I'm the odd maker, I'm thinking Colorado's looking at New Jersey and saying, Come on in. We're going to handle you because we've not been able to handle our business of late. Like I'm just saying. So a part of the fact that the Sabres are the biggest underdog of the night 
is mm-hmm. because of exactly what you said at the start, maybe a little bit of history, but mostly because of Carolina's depth. Carolina's four lines are extremely deep. They can roll they they can roll Jack Drury with Marty Natchez and Michael Bunting and all of a sudden like they're in your zone for a minute because and that's that it's that's the one nice line to that, be Jack nice to be Jack Drury. But nice right? to be Jack Drury playing with those two but there's not a lot of holes in that lineup. On the back end um look they've they've not gotten the res- the, the result. The production they they probably would have hoped out of Dmitry Horlov. Look, he signs a big deal and he's on the third pair, right, with Tony D'Angelo. I don't know that their back end has been as spectacular as you would have thought they were going to be. But again, I'm going to go back to circling the goaltending. I understand that Carolina's been great at home this year and their goaltending's been great at home. But let's take Freddie Anderson out of the picture. Carolina right now has the third worst Goaltending tandem when you look at expected. The only two that are worst are Minnesota and the Oilers as at that moment. So that's where the Sabres got to take advantage of. That's where their game suits them decent for that challenge. But if you did it in home and road splits, that would change the equation entirely. The fact of the matter is Carolina's played yes. nine of their first 12 on the road. They still emerged with a 7-5 and five record, despite being shaky at times, because they come back from multi-goal <laughs> deficits as much or more as any other team. They have more wins when the opponent scores first than they do when scoring first. Yeah. Like, they are, they are the toughest. They're, they're like the insect, right? And you can spray the repellent, like all day long trying to get it to stop and it just keeps coming out of its woodwork at you. Like they're, it's, they're ridiculously tough. And despite what was said on yesterday's podcast, it's not even mid November, Marty. So (laughs) I'm looking ahead to next week. (laughs) It's almost mid November. I said it's almost. I thought you were very affirmative that it's mid November already. Anyway, the point is. It feels like it. It feels like it. I have um, little doubt that Carolina's defense is going to make more of an impact as things go on. And I think that even at seven and five, like Carolina's really good and people shouldn't be fixated on, on, on the negatives with them, but they now have to navigate without Freddie Anderson, who was diagnosed with uh, some blood clotting issues yesterday. So he's out mm-hmm. indefinitely. Anti Ranta starts tonight. Kachetkov is there to back up. Yaro Halak could be a piece of their equation moving forward. He's there in a tryout. Um, so. And they you know, won four is, the last I, five. And they won four the last five. So they and like were down three nothing on Saturday night to the Islanders and came yeah. back to win in overtime. That's the whole point. Like, and again, not to belabor the Kane side of it, but we are trying to paint the picture of how daunting this, this is. Not daunting because they haven't won since 2016. There, and in, in fact, the nice thing about this current group of savers is they have been chipping away to eliminate what was an overall losing streak against yeah. Carolina for years. They were able to get a victory off of them last year with Devin Levi in goal. They were able to get a victory off of them also on home ice the year before that. It's just this, you know, this thing with winning in Carolina that hasn't quite happened yet for this group. But if you sit here thinking, boy, you're talking awfully negatively about their chances tonight, or you're pumping up Carolina to a level that seems unbeatable. Actually, this is probably the most winnable game for the Sabres in Raleigh in a decade because we've seen Buffalo be a top 10 road team 
in the last 13 months, including yeah. this month here in November. And I think you've got enough guys going right now that that this should be one heck of a game. And I, I dare say I like Buffalo's chances. I, I'm not saying I don't like Buffalo's chances. I do like Buffalo's chances. And I, I think there's, uh, you know, the power play got a goal from J.J. Paterka yeah. against Toronto. When maybe it'll, it sparks something even with the top unit. Their penalty kill is still really good. Carolina... Um, I I don't know exactly the numbers uh, and I can look it up, but I always think of Carolina the last few years as a team that takes a lot of penalty. Rod Brindham, we're complaining. We're always like be, always right. victimized, always victimized, right? And and maybe that's just him trying to put this narrative out there. But you may you may have opportunities here if you are a Buffalo to be able to to jump ahead a little bit. And and well, I like the way the defense was able to play. Uh, without Matthias Samuelson on Saturday night. Like, I like, no, they dress seven, um, and we'll have to see. Like, it didn't look like they were going to dress seven again with the way they skated at at uh, practice yesterday, but we didn't think they were going to go 11 and seven uh, Saturday night, and then boom, and, you know, and warm up. There's no Dylan Cousins, and what is going on, right? So, mm-hmm. we who knows what's going to happen tonight? But Ryan Johnson played really well when asked to have a little bit more of a role in the third period against Toronto. He skated with Rasmus Dahlin yesterday. And Connor Clifton had, as you pointed out on the pod, probably his best game with the Sabres so far. And he's now looking like he's going to be back with Eric Johnson. Yoki, are you with power? Like, I I think there's some stability there for this group of defense to be able to respond to when they're going to get... Um, you know, that push from Carolina, that that rotation from one line to the next, to the next, to the next. And then all of a sudden you feel like, whoa, we can't breathe. This group of defense, I'm hopeful that, you know, without Matthias Samuelson, the depth on the back end will help power through and 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 be able to to handle a Carolina team that's that's good at home. You know, we talked recently about uh the disparity in Buffalo's power play minutes compared to their penalty kill minutes, which mm-hmm. is a reversal of where they were last year when they were at the top of the league. They were afforded way more power play time than they were asked to kill. Now, the naysayer might have said, well, that's because their penalty kill <laughs> was, negated was some of the minutes on yes, the kill. They were so bad. They, their, their actual time wasn't as long. So it's it's a okay, it's not an exact science, but here's the thing with Brent, <laughs> here's the thing with Brenda Moore. Uh, his club has been shorthanded 46 times this year, yes, which is in the upper third. Um, they've also been afforded 45 power plays. So it's they're not hard done by. Let's put it that way. The Sabres, on the other hand, have had 35 power play opportunities. They've been shorthanded 46 times. So that's a disparity. Despite us not being at mid-November, that's not a trend you want to keep. Like that, that, You multiply that by five. That's going to be a large number by the end of the year. In disparity on the wrong on the wrong side of it. Well, and multiply that by five. That's minus fifty five at the end of the year. That's like a, a hundred plus, like possible minutes. Potentially a hundred plus minutes. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a, a lot. lot. But again, Carolina so, is twenty eighth in penalties taken this year. The Sabers are twenty seven. So, uh, mm-hmm. could we see this game being more about special teams tonight? We maybe that's what it is. And look. The the challenge I think fits in really good. Where you're fifth in the National Hockey League in penalty kill for the Sabers, you face the seventh best power play. You're 27th mm-hmm. on the power play if you're the Sabers. Oh, Carolina's 21st on the PK. You know, but mm-hmm. again, 
They're first at home. They've they've not given up a goal at home. So the home road thing, which should not matter when it comes to special teams, um, maybe has a little bit of an impact here again with when it comes to Carolina. Yeah, and and like I I don't know how we've actually danced around it, and maybe you did say it without saying it, but like the one thing that Carolina is, they're fast, right? Like speed and everything. Like, don't you consider them to be a a, a team that plays really fast? And yes. and so to me, like when I look beyond the special teams numbers that you just touched on, they lead the league in shorthanded goals. And they also lead the league in shorthanded goals against. Yeah. <laughs> Some and it's understandable <laughs> because they're going so hard one way that if something happens, boom, it can go the other way. And, and when you say it. lead the league in goals against shorthanded, uh, that means the other way around. They are worse, they've given up the most, right? So that's the thing. Correct. They give up a lot, but they score a lot, which is, you know, that. There's teams like that. There's teams that are going to be all out all the time. And maybe that's the, the the risk versus reward that the Carolina Hurricanes have been trying to manage this year and trying to mm. balance in the way that they play. Uh, but I I mean, I, I've heard of Rod Brindamore's speech at development camp and training camp and when he talks about everybody leaving it out there. And Kevin Adams has talked the same way. Obviously, Kevin Adams from that same school right the carolina hurricanes stanley cup winner school of whenever you got a job to do you leave it all out there if you're a penalty killer then you kill and you try to score if you're on the power play you try to score and you try to take risks that's what carolina does right now uh finding their balance and yeah i think i think this says the making of of a fourth of july kind of fireworks type of night Right. And therefore, when you're highlighting some of the forward lines that we talked about, the D pairs, it's hard not to want to understand the audience's perspective on how Buffalo is lining up tonight based on practice yesterday and based on how the game against Toronto finalized itself in the third period where we saw a lot of Darlene and Ryan Johnston together. So we're asking one word today on that pairing, uh, you know, on uh, Twitter X and um interesting uh temporary where the question mark came through and 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 see that that's almost <laughs> like it's the perfect one for me because it's how i instinctively view a lot of situations like when you know the reality which is samuelson is not out long term mm-hmm. like you know sammy's coming back so but just because it's temporary doesn't mean it can't be interesting can't lead to wins can't Perhaps movie quote is that one for you? Yeah, baby. Is that yeah, like baby. I mean you? you that's a, that's you, a awesome, that's an um uh, well an awesome. Were you uh, quoting something the other night? Uh, oh, I like it a lot. I like yeah. it a lot. That is Jim Carrey our and our great uh, crew put a gif of uh, Jim Carrey saying I like it a lot uh, on uh, on social media. Uh, Elite and Visionary is a couple mm-hmm. that is out there now because Steve. Went with R and R because of Rasmus and Ryan. Mm. Now it made me think of something that is right in your wheelhouse, Duffer. Remember DNR, the goalie gear back oh, in the yeah. days? What about Ryan and Dowls? Like, well, it's the other way because it was Roland Daniel and he switched his, his initials to make instead of RD, he made it DR. So it became DNR and the great goalie equipment that it was. So now I'm salivating. Great street hockey, road oh, hockey, goalie. Everything. Stuff. Yeah, everything. But it, it was. I mean, 
Grand Fuhrer, Edmonton Oilers, 1980s, like DNR pads. As it changed, though, it was almost like they found their niche out on the street. You know what I mean? When other companies came in and started competing at that top level, they existed at a lower I don't know, more family friendly, if you will. Kind they, of were. they were. Yeah. They were this first pair of pads that I got that were on loan from the uh, Youth Hockey Association, by the way, but they were blue and red and white. They were colored. Like I always had the yeah. brown pads and mm-hmm. DNR had colored pads. It was awesome, right? But I'm saying... Like now I'm, I'm, I'm excited every time Darlene and Ryan Johnson are going to be on the ice. I'm thinking DNR, DNR, like great wall, like nothing gets by them. Great style. Like it's just, that's what I'm one word DNR, baby. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. I like it too. Um, I, I think it is a real feather in the cap of Johnson that he can find himself in this situation. Um, this quickly, but he is. He Can I is tell you about good. another Ryan that um, I think of Ryan Johnson, and somehow I think of Ryan McDonough. And my mm. first year with the New York wow. Rangers, Ryan McDonough started with Hartford, and it wasn't long in the season that he got called up, got paired up with Dan Girardi, and all of a sudden, you know, Ryan McDonough, the the player that he has become, became the former Montreal Canadian. Right, for that was a bad trade, McDonough for Scott Gomez, and uh, that that didn't work out well. But you know, I think that's why. Like the other day when I saw Dan Girardi on, you know, when Ryan Johnson walked into the building in Toronto, and the first person there is Dan Girardi. I'm thinking, I like it has that same feel to another Ryan, a guy that can skate, that can have some offense, um, that can play big minutes, right? That nobody really expect much out of because. You know, it wasn't a first overall pick or whatnot. Ryan McDonough was not a a first overall pick, but like developed a really, really solid NHL career above elite, elite, I would say. And Ryan Johnson makes me think of that, makes me think of somebody that could get a call up and fill in on the top pair. And all of a sudden you're like, that fits like a glove. Let's keep it that way. And. I think he obviously, by the way, Ryan was a first round pick. So I don't know where your brain went there. He was 12th overall. First overall, overall I mean, first overall. Well, I, I was talking. Well, neither was Brian Johnson. So exactly. <laughs> it's like, you know, yes. You're confusing me. Anyway, uh, that's easy. It's middle done. of November. <laughs> it's almost middle of November. Someone once said, don't wish the days away. So let's keep it on on track here on the calendar, because that leads us nicely to Friday, which is still not mid-November. It is November 10th, and it's Hockey Fights Cancer Night at KeyBank Center. So, of course, in partnership with Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center, we have our annual night, Hockey Fights Cancer, with the Wild coming in, 7 p.m. start. All fans in attendance to receive the Hockey Fights Cancer scarf. You can get your tickets now at sabers.com slash HFC. We have been, I think, all over the map in the opening half hour of the show. I don't know if we've discussed goaltending nearly as much as we should. We can definitely do that next with your input at Sabres Live on Sabres Live, WGR Sports Radio 550 and MSG.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.